Well, good morning, Abundant Life Church. My name is Aaron Walton, and I am the Happy Valley Campus Pastor, and I cannot even begin to describe to you how absolutely blessed and humbled I am to have the honor of being able to speak with you uh, today. It is no secret that there's a lot going on, not only in our world, but also in uh, the life of our church. And I'm sure that there are a plethora of emotions and feelings represented uh, right now. Uh, Many of you might be grieving, uh, many of you might be confused, uh, frustrated, and probably have a lot of questions. One of the questions I've been asked a lot this week is where do we go from here? What's the next step? And my intention today is not necessarily to answer every question as much as I desire for three things to happen here. Uh, The first is that we would just hear and receive the word of God. We're gonna spend some time in Ephesians uh, chapter three, verses 14 through 21, a beautiful prayer that Paul makes for the church of Ephesus that I believe is a prayer uh, that we need to claim for Abundant Life Church today. Uh, The second thing that I would love to see happen is that the Holy Spirit would minister to us exactly where we are. So all the feelings that you have, the the emotions, the frustrations, anything that you're wrestling with, we are going to pray that the Holy Spirit would find us exactly where we are and begin to do a mighty and powerful work inside of our hearts, inside of our lives, and inside of our church. And the third thing that I would love to see happen is that we would just all take a second— and try our best to fully grasp the amazing and majestic love that Jesus has for us, this love that we all share, and this love that can unite us and give us hope. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter three, and starting at verse 14, allow me just to read these words of Paul over you today and let them begin to minister to you. Ephesians chapter three, starting at verse 14. 14, when I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it's too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and that power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more then we might ask or think glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever, amen. I just have three prayers that I would like for us to make as a church today from this small passage of scripture. The first is a prayer of strength. Verse 16 again says this, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Here we find one of the great promises uh, that God gives those who call upon his name, those who have invited Jesus Christ into their life. We are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the same gift that Jesus promised his disciples that after he was to go, 
they would be given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And it's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that gives us the ability to navigate and fight through and wrestle through all the different obstacles, all the different challenges and all the difficult things that we may encounter. But the key thing is understanding what Paul says, that it's not just a strength on the outside. It's not just a strength of the physical nature, but it's an inner strength. A lot of different biblical writers kind of describe it because it's a little mysterious, but it talks about this inner reality, the deepest part of who we are, the core of who we are. I, I like to use the word just identity. That is where the Holy Spirit comes and that is where the Holy Spirit will give us strength. You see, it's in that inner reality. It's in our identity or personality, whatever you wanna call it, it's there that determines the course of our lives. It determines how we treat people, how, how we interact, how we live, and it's what determines our ability to stand firm when everything else is falling around us. I love the, the author Francis Folks. He says it this way, it is in the deep seat of the personality where the spirit seeks to have his dwelling and so transform the whole life of a human being. See, that's where God does his, his best work in the deepest part of who we are. He sends us his Holy Spirit and through the inner strength that we are given, we slowly begin to be transformed from the inside out. This was Paul's prayer for the church. And I believe this is our prayer for our church today. And here's the key. It needs to be constantly renewed. This strength that we seek, our ability to call upon the name of the Lord and have his Holy Spirit indwell inside of us is something that we daily need to call out to God. We need you. Help us. God, give us your strength because we forget about it. It's one of those things that we just so easily forget because we rely on our own ability, on our own strength, on our own intelligence. And it's something that every single day we need to wake up and say, God, I need you. Help me, give me the strength that I cannot give myself. And so let me ask you this question. My first question for you today is, who needs the renewal of the Holy Spirit today? Maybe you are emotionally exhausted. The, the events of the last several months has just, just taken all the energy, all the strength. You don't know what to do next. You are so utterly just tired of what's going on in our world. Maybe you're hurt. Maybe you're in pain. Maybe there's something that has happened that has, has caused a deep distress or deep grief inside of your heart. Or maybe you're just confused. You need direction. You need to know what to do next. You're seeking truth. For those of you, that is where you are. Claim that, own that, and ask yourself the question, do I need the Holy Spirit to renew inside of me today an inner strength? Many of you know, um, I have two daughters, uh, Carly and Emma. I wanna show you uh, two pictures of them, two of my absolute favorite pictures. The first one uh, was uh, taken on October 27th, 2011. Um, and this was the day uh, that, that Carly was born. The second picture that I wanna show you is of my daughter, Emma. And I wanna show you December 2nd, 2013, the day that Emma was born. A uh, couple observations uh, that I wanna make from these pictures. The first is, obviously, as many of you can notice, I had a lot more hair back then, didn't I? Yeah, I know you can tell, I know you can see it. I get the question all the time, Aaron, why are you losing your hair? And I repeat, I have two daughters. 
I have two strong-willed and independent daughters. I have two strong-willed and independent daughters that have a fire inside of them that burn hotter than any earthly sun. That is why I don't have any hair left. But the second reason I wanna show you these pictures is because it's in these two moments of my life, October 27th, 2011 and December 2nd, 2013, that I felt more than any other moment in my life a complete and total helplessness. I had the feeling come upon me of, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? I was terrified. I was full of such fear and unknown and I began to doubt myself. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't have what it takes. I remember that night when I held Carly, my first daughter for the first time, and I laid down on the bench in our room and I, and I held her on my chest as, as we began to sleep. My wife, Katie, was somewhere else. She was sleeping. Apparently, she was exhausted for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. But I'm holding Carly on my chest, and I'm looking at her, and I'm just feeling this sense of, I have nothing I can offer her. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to mess her up. And I remember in that, in that moment, the same that I had when I held Emma for the first time, I made this prayer. God, I need you. I need you more than I ever have before. These girls deserve the best. And I know that I cannot give that to them. So Holy Spirit, give me the strength that I need to love them the way they deserve. Help me show them the love that I know you have for them and the love you've shown for me. God, I need you right now. Give me the strength. Give me the hope. Give me the wisdom. Give me whatever I need so I can love these girls to the best of my ability. So wherever you are today, whatever you're wrestling with, whatever emotions you are feeling, wherever hopelessness or helplessness that you are wrestling through right now, here's a prayer that I would like for us to make together. So wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, I would love for you to say this prayer out loud with me. And you'll follow it along on the screen and I'll say it slow because this is a prayer that I think we need to make every single day. Lord, saturate us with your Holy Spirit. Anoint us with your strength and daily renew our heart, mind, body, and soul. That's the first prayer that we need to make today. The second prayer that I want us to make today is that Jesus would make his home in our hearts. Verse 17, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. A lot of different translations will usually just use the word dwell there. They'll say that Jesus would dwell in your hearts. And I love the NLT version. I think it's a great way because I love the description of how Jesus is going to make his home in our hearts. You see, we invite Jesus into our lives. We give our lives to him. And it's this beautiful, amazing experience, not only of inviting him into our lives, but also be giving the gift, like we said, of the Holy Spirit. And as we now pursue a relationship with him, I love that description that he is making his home in our hearts. As we pursue after a relationship, as we begin to trust in him, as we begin to put our faith and hope in everything that we are, in him, he begins to do a powerful work as we seek and look 
and find ways to experience him in our lives every single day. Now, again, don't get me wrong. We're not saying that the things that we do earn God's love because his love is given to us freely by grace. But there is a responsibility that we have to enjoy the relationship that God wants with us, to enjoy Jesus Christ in every aspect of our life. And it comes down to the choices that we make our ability to pursue after him, trusting in him, as Paul says, to see him in every aspect of our life, especially during the difficult, the challenging, the scary, the unknown. That is one of the greatest gifts God gives us so that we can enjoy him no matter what's going on on the outside world. So let me ask you my second question. How are you pursuing after Jesus Christ today? In what ways have you taken this opportunity, this crazy, insane opportunity we've been going through these last several months to pursue after the living God? Do not squander and do not miss out on the opportunity that has been afforded to us with this interruption, with all the hard, with all the sad and the heartbreak. We have an opportunity every single day to pursue after God and in so experience him in such a beautiful and profound way. I mean, maybe it's just diving into the word, just reading more about who God is, especially the gospels and finding out who is this Jesus and allowing it to be a daily thing that you allow to enter into your life. Maybe it's just finding times of worship, whether it be musical worship or just seeing your whole life as literally an act of worship, or maybe it's just finding those moments when you can give unpolished, raw, authentic prayer. Nothing rehearsed, nothing that sounds nice, but just you crying out to God, God, where are you? What is going on? I'm scared and I need you. Maybe you found opportunities to serve, serve your neighbor, serve those that are being marginalized, those that are being persecuted, those that are suffering. Maybe you found that small corner of the world, hopefully during this time that you can be a representation of Jesus Christ too. And I hope that one of the ways that you're pursuing after Jesus is you're staying connected as a church community. You're staying connected with those that can lift you up and encourage you. I'm not saying this as a promotion for life groups, but I gotta tell you, if it wasn't for Wednesday nights at 6.30, I don't know how I've been able to get through these last several months because every Wednesday night at 6.30, I sit down and I pull out my computer and my wife and I spend a couple hours with these people that we absolutely love, our life group. And we get to laugh and we get to cry and we get to challenge each other and we get to be encouraged and we get to have a moment where I believe God is ministering to me through these relationships. They have meant the absolute world to me. Do not miss out on staying connected as a church, no matter what church looks like during this time. One of my favorite things that I've gotten to do over these last several months is just call a lot of you up over the phone and just see how you're doing. And it's hilarious because I think most people think I'm a telemarketer when I call because I'm usually like, hey, is this so-and-so? And most of the time I'll get a response, yes, who's this? And I'll be like, oh, this is Pastor Aaron. I'm sorry, I just wanted to pray for you. I apologize, I'll, I'll go away now. But again, even in those small conversations, even just on a random phone call in the middle of the day for 10, 15 minutes, I have been ministered to by God through you, through the conversations, through this belief and the trust that we are still a church no matter what is going on, no matter how different things might look. So I thank you. 
I thank you that you have allowed the Holy Spirit to work through you to minister to me. So how are you pursuing after God during this time? And are we allowing all this other stuff, all these other voices, all this other distraction to dominate who we are? About a month ago, I remember feeling just beyond discouraged. There were some things that were being said that I was allowing to affect me in a, in a, in a negative way, you know, just critical things that I was taking. Again, many, many of you know, I'm sensitive, uh, I'm insecure in a lot of ways. And so I just found myself in a spirit and just in a feeling of absolute discouragement and beginning to doubt my ability uh, to be your pastor, to be one of the leaders of this church and all this kind of stuff. And so I was just finding myself in that really dark, scary place. And I remember calling up one of my favorite people uh, on staff here and just asking her, hey, I need your help. I'm, I'm, you know, can you tell me if I'm being too emotional, if I'm being too sensitive? Just, just call me out here. Here's what I'm feeling. Please tell me what I'm doing wrong here. And she listened to me and she affirmed, affirmed me where I was and she gave me some wisdom and she gave me some challenge and she gave me a podcast. Uh, she's really good at finding the best kind of podcast that can, that can take care of you. As a doctor, has a medicine for what ails you, she has a podcast for what ails you. So I started listening to this podcast. It's from Bridgetown Ministries, downtown, uh, church downtown, uh, John Mark Comer. And um, it's just 10, 15 minutes every day of just a daily devotional. And so I started listening to it. And I remember I got to one that just hit me to my core. And the title of it was, You Are What You Contemplate. And this is what he says. As for the followers of Jesus, the primary thing that we are to give our attention to is God himself. Sure, we read the news. Sure, we pay attention. Sure, we read books and have conversations. But the primary thing we are to dwell on in our mind and imagination is God. And that was just such a beautiful reminder as I was being so focused on the negative things, the hurtful things, all the conversations that were going on in my head, I was getting to allow myself to dwell in the negative and the hurtful and the scary and the unknown. And I thought this was just a beautiful reminder. If I'm gonna dwell on anything, let it be on God. Because as I began to realize the more that I dwell on him, the more that I pursue after him, the more that I give Jesus the opportunity to make his home in my heart, the more that I just enjoy him. Again, not trying to earn anything in his eyes, not trying to get a reward, not trying to prove myself to anyone, just enjoying him more and more in my life. That is how Jesus literally takes my heart and doesn't see it as a house, but see it as a home that he comes in and then changes me and transforms me and challenges me and makes me the man that he's wanted me to be. And so if you're, wrestling through a lot of stuff. If there's so many things on the outside that are discouraging you, if you're dwelling on the hurtful and the negative, I'm not saying ignore it, but what I am saying to do is maybe we have an opportunity today to dwell on God, to dwell on the love and the experience of Jesus Christ. So here is the second prayer that I would like for you to make. Again, wherever you are, say it out loud. Make this prayer with me if this is a cry of your heart. Lord, I pray that you would dwell richly and deeply in each of our hearts as we daily choose to trust and pursue after you. The third prayer is that of love, verses 18 through 19. 
And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. All truth, all knowledge, all wisdom, all direction, all understanding, all purpose, all value, all of it comes into focus through the uniting love of Jesus Christ. It was his divine love, the the love that God had that sent Jesus to this earth so that we could have a light in the darkness, so that he could guide us through, so that our fear may be casted out because of this perfect love that we were to experience through the life of Jesus Christ. It's this same love that was full and defined by compassion that fueled Jesus's ministry to those in this world that needed to hear his gospel message. It's in that which we find our example of why we take the good news of Jesus and take it to every corner of this world. It was this this sacrificial and obedient love that led Jesus in his ministry to lay his life down on a cross, to have his body broken and his blood be shed so that we may be forgiven for our sins and experience a beautiful life in him. And it was this hope-filled love, this love that was full of so much hope that even though Jesus died, was buried, three days later, he rose again. And now we have found life in a resurrected King, Jesus Christ, a life that we now have that as the scriptures say, makes us complete, that fills us with real life. Even in our mistakes, our weaknesses, our imperfections, those are still there, but God takes our humanity. He takes every single one of us and he draws us closer to him. And in so doing, he surrounds us with his great love that is so hard for us to even wrap our mind around because it is so wide, it is so long, it is so high, it is so deep and he makes us whole. My third question today is this. Have you accepted the love of Jesus today? There might be many of you right now watching that you don't know who God is. You don't have a relationship with with Jesus Christ. And I wanna just say thank you for watching. It's an honor to be able to speak to you. And so whatever trust I have been able to build in just these few moments that we've been able to share together, I would encourage you to consider the love of Jesus Christ that in the midst of a time and of a season in a world where there's so much hurt, so much pain, so much confusion, so many emotions, so much anger, so much unknown, the love of Jesus Christ is the one thing that completes us. It's the one thing that fills us with the life that truly is life, that transforms us from the inside out. And I would pray and ask you to consider Jesus Christ today. And for those of you that already know the love, I would pray that you would be reminded and that you would, as Paul says, experience the love of Jesus today. St. Teresa, a a beautiful, wonderful uh, nun of, of church history, she made this statement, this quote, and it's really more of a prayer. And it's really sums up everything that Paul has been saying, everything that I've been trying to say. And I think it's a beautiful, not only just uh, encouragement, but also prayer. And so I wanna read this for you. May today there be peace within. May you trust God that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. 
may you use those gifts that you have received and pass on that love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. So wherever you are, wherever you're sitting watching this from, I would encourage you to make this same prayer with me today out loud wherever you might be. Lord, I pray that we would firmly grasp just how wide, how long, how high, and how deep your majestic love is for us. Now, one of the things I love about prayer is that there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Uh, I was having coffee one time with someone and at the end of our conversation, he said, hey, can I pray with you? And I said, sure, absolutely, no, no problem. He said, okay, but I want you to know that I'm gonna keep my eyes open the whole time. I said, okay, that's kind of weird, but that's, that's fine. He's like, and I want you to keep your eyes open the whole time too. And I went, wait, what? So he grabs my hand, he gets me real close. His eyes are open and he says, keep your eyes open the whole time and let's do this. Now, let me tell you, that was not also the most beautiful, sacred moments I've ever had, but also one of the most uncomfortable and awkward experiences of my life. I felt he was looking into my soul in the middle of Starbucks. So there's a lot of different ways that we can pray. Um, and throughout scripture, when the time was appropriate, you would see various biblical characters, various figures in the scriptures kneel before God in prayer. And what this was, was an outward expression of complete and total submission to the will of God. It was also an outward expression of just their humility, of the, the ability to say, we don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the right answers. God, we're not perfect in this, but we need you right now. And it was an expression of just trust to say, God, we trust in you, your ability, because you are the living God. And so today, as we close, I want us to, to kneel in prayer. It's the same way that, that Paul uh, starts off this whole section in this whole prayer. He says, when I, when I think of all of you, I fall to my knees and pray. And so if you'd permit me, uh, I wanna spend some time and I just wanna kneel. And at wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, I'd invite you to kneel with me. Again, not to be showy, not to be dramatic, but as a act of complete and total submission a belief and a, and a trust that we are trusting in God more than anything else and that we are coming to him humbly as we are. So again, if, it, if, if it's comfortable, if you can, um, if, if you are able, kneel with me right now. I'm gonna read the last two verses in this section because I believe they're a beautiful exclamation point to everything we've been trying to say. And this is what verse 20 through 21 says. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, 
we are here, coming exactly as we are into your presence, Lord, with all of our faults, all of our mistakes, all of our emotions, all of our feelings, Lord, we come into your presence and we present ourselves to you. Holy Spirit, we pray and we ask, Lord, that you would give us your strength, that you would empower us with an inner strength, Lord, that you would do a mighty and powerful work in each of our lives, Lord. There's so much going on in the world right now, so many things going on in the life of our church and so much that we are wrestling through. And so Lord, we need you more than ever. Holy Spirit, give us your strength, give us your anointing and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, as your spirit indwells inside of us, we pray that you would make your home inside of each of our hearts. Lord, as we pursue after you, as we trust you, as we look for ways to grow deeper in our relationship with you, we pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty and powerful work inside of us so that we can see you in every aspect of our life so that we can enjoy you more and more, enjoy the relationship with you, not worry about trying to look good in front of you, Lord, or to earn your love or to earn anything. Let us just enjoy you as we pursue after you. Heavenly Father, Lord, let us be united through the love that we have experienced in Jesus Christ. Lord, this love that is so high, so long, so wide, so deep, let us experience it. And through your son, Jesus Christ, and the love that we have found in him, Lord, make us whole. Fill us with the life that is overflowing. Fill us with abundant life, Lord, and let us, let us just be so excited that we are here today to worship you, to give you praise and to be followers of you. And Lord, lastly, we just pray and in full faith and trust that you are going to do so much more than we could ever hope, that we could ever imagine, that we could ever pray for because Lord, you can do infinitely more than we'll ever even wrap our minds around. Lord, we come to you as we are. And we ask Lord that we would hope that we would trust, that we would put our whole lives in your hand because you are the God of the universe. You have never forsaken us and you will continually lead us through anything that this world might throw our way. We love you. We come to you exactly as we are and we pray, Holy Spirit, move inside of us today. In your name we pray, amen.